Up next, folks, I am just thrilled to have a gentleman who is a distinguished ballad singer, songwriter and musician. He was honoured as Dublin's Gale of the Year. He was also presented the keys to San Francisco, New York and Los Angeles for his vast contributions to Irish music and songs over the years. He was a founding member of the Wolf Tones and he's now, over 10 years, he's with a band called Derek Warfield and Young Wolf Tones. It's my pleasure to introduce to you folks listening all over the world, the one and only Derek Warfield. Great to have you on the show, Derek. Thank you very much, Sasha. It's uh, great to be talking to you, and um, I look forward to the chat. Derek, when you started out in Dublin many years ago, did you ever envision a career that was going to be as brilliant and successful as you're having now? No. The answer to that simply, um, as it progressed, uh, when I started, I could have never foreseen uh, the value and appreciation that would be placed on what I was doing. Um, because like most people at the time in Ireland, we knew we had a great heritage of song and music, but I think uh, we had been conditioned in, in Ireland to thinking uh, that it had its limitations. What I found is I... Uh, as I go, grew older, that um, in actual fact that uh, music was probably our music, our Irish music and songs were you more had more appreciation outside of Ireland and more value to people all over the world uh, because of its unique quality and uh, its great longevity. So it was, I could have never foreseen that. No, um, uh, but as I as I progressed, I, I found that you know. By singing the songs and heritage that we um, performed in our family and in the greater extended family and playing music and song, it was always Irish. I found that um, when I started to travel that I was meeting people from all over Ireland that had the same social background as I had. And I found when I came to America, of course, there was even greater uh, appreciation for um, the, uh, the tradition and heritage of Irish song and music. So I think, um, you know, going back to the 50s and when I left uh, school, there was really no uh, direction for people in the arts or in uh, music. And there was very little value placed on our yeah. our own traditions uh, because of the colonial past. So it was our generation, really, that, and the generation that came after my father's that um, in freedom and... Uh, we understood that we did have, we had a great heritage and um, it just needed the oxygen of platform to perform and play. And uh, that's what happened. And I think there were others before me that uh, found that uh, it wasn't shared. It was there. I mean, John McCormick, in many ways, he, he paved the path across America and across the world with singing the songs of Ireland. And of course, the Clancy Brothers and Tommy Macon Yes. Um, in the 50s um, did the same and of course we stand on the shoulders of those people and many before them that performed in the 19th century they kept alive the heritage and tradition of song and music of Ireland and there have been a multitude of amazing occasions is it fair to ask does Derek Warfield have one that stands out in your mind oh that's a hard question <laughs> <laughs> you know I've been asked that by many people. Um, you know, when I played uh, for the President uh, Obama, 
uh, back in 2015, and that was a wonderful occasion, um, and a great recognition and endorsement of my music and song, uh, because I've sung protest and resistance to, the, to injustice all my life. And I said that in the in when I performed in Washington, and I said it, it's a great it's a great compliment to America that you would invite somebody like myself uh, to perform songs, you know, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. That was certainly one. I think another would have been my first uh, concert in Glasgow. Oh. Um, the first concert in Glasgow was in the Apollo Cinema back in 1982. And, uh, I mean, it's still, it still vibrates in my memory, the absolute enthusiasm of the crowd. Uh, we had been denied the right to play in Glasgow for almost 20 years. And uh, to we kept persisting that we would play. And of course, when we did, it was, um, it was just an occasion that uh, will always stand in my mind. And uh, I've written about it, uh, the, the whole event, um, probably to describe it, uh, I I always leave it to my form, our former manager Oliver Barry who was from Cork, and uh, Oliver was from Bantir and uh, I asked him what's the most outstanding moment he ever he ever stood for music, what's the greatest concert you were ever at, and like uh, Oliver brought Michael Jackson to Ireland, he brought uh, Frank Sinatra, and he said, well I've seen Elvis Presley three times, I've seen Frank Sinatra, I've seen Michael Jackson. He said, but um, he says, I've never seen anything like the concert of the Wolf Tones in wow. 1982 in Glasgow. Wow. And they're not my words, they're the words of Oliver, your county yeah. pet, uh, uh, colleague. And uh, he, he was a great manager and he was um, a wonderful person. I've, I've always um, kept close contact with him. And the great news is you're on tour and with your band, The Young Wolf Tones. And you're heading again in our direction on March the 4th. Tell us about the concert. Yes, well, um, I look forward to that very much. Um, you know, um, doing our regular St. Patrick's Day uh, tour, I thought it would be nice. Um, I have a very long association uh, with the Emerald Society Police Pipes and Drums Band. I knew all of the founding members of that band back in the early 60s. And they befriended uh, our band when I first came to New York and gave us such a, a great start uh, in recognition as a, a band that was playing Irish music and song. Uh, I was always very grateful to them. So on the 4th of March, we're playing in the, the Meadows in Brooklyn and uh, they're playing along with us. And um, oh, nice. I hopefully um, um, it'll be an occasion that, you know, I'll certainly cherish and um, I'm sure many of the members that are still, sadly, many of the the founding members of the band have passed on, and you know, at my age, um, uh, it's it's only natural that you know I'm very fortunate to have good health to be able to perform still at my age. But then, and I thank God every day for that. Derek, you have over the years incorporated Irish and American history in your music. What's the reception from your audience, and why do you do this uh, history in your music? Tell us. You know, I found, and that's one of the journeys that I I, I taken from my background in Nichicore and Dublin. I, I found that when I came to the societies uh, where Irish people had settled uh, all over the world in Australia, in Scotland, and in, in uh, here in America, in Canada, that they brought their music with them, and they brought their creative ability with them as well, and they wrote songs, 
and uh, you know I had a, a very good friend you know uh, uh, who's in the, the the 69th regiment of New York and um, he impressed upon me one time back in the 70s the importance of of, of uh, singing the songs that were written by the immigrants here in America and um, I got he got me interested in um, so I in the in the whole history of Irish immigration and I went back to the songs that were uh, written by them and brought from Ireland and some words sometimes new words were written and it found it a very very interesting source of creative songs and music it was really wonderful so uh, I back in the uh, in the 80s I started collecting the music and I recorded then uh, three CDs of the Irish songs in the American Civil War and um, to my astonishment, they were really well received uh, because, you know, I don't think anybody else had ever performed a song from the Civil War from Ireland. So it was it was a pioneering journey, if you like. And then when I was studying the songs and collecting them, um, this was before the Internet. And the, uh, the Internet has been a, a great source of material today, but... Uh, uh, to collect the songs back in the 70s and 80s, you probably had to go to the libraries all over the country, and that's what I did. But I recorded in a song, I found a lot of songs written by Irish people in the Revolutionary War, and I, I recorded a, an album a tribute to that. So uh, that was called Washington's Irish. I found out that, to my astonishment, that um, the Irish were everywhere in the War of Independence. But when I went to the the books that told the story, I couldn't find any reference to them. Yes. But when I went to the, back to the original texts, they were everywhere. I, I, I couldn't believe it. And the songs were everywhere. So, and I, I've never done the second one, um, called The Dawn's Early Light, which I'll be releasing this year. And I did the same too when I went to Australia. We were invited to play there back in 2012 or 13. And um, we played at the National Folk Festival. So, on one condition, they said they, they wanted me to do a song, uh, an LP on the Irish in Australia. Uh, the songs were written by them or about them, and I did that, and it was, that was received very well too. So you have a new album coming out. Yes, well, we recorded an album during the COVID, um, as you probably guess from listening to other entertainers and performers. The, the COVID uh, pandemic for many traveling bands like myself and the Young Tones, who was it was almost like putting us in prison, and uh, we we had to do, uh, find a way to keep in contact with our uh, fan base around the world. So what we did was we did over 80, uh, eight shows every Friday on the internet, and they were widely watched uh, by all our fans and fans and supporters. But also, I found we found to uh, that many people watched them that never heard of the band. And um, so we found a lot of new fans, and uh, we did that. And we also recorded. Uh, we did. Um, we kept ourselves busy, you know, which was, uh, paid dividends. And uh, but you know, for any band, performing band like ourselves, uh, it was um, it wasn't an, e- an easy period, but we got through it. And the Young Wolf Tones. Tell me about the band. Yeah, the Young Wolf Tones. Well, and uh, back when when the old band broke up back in 2001, after a few years, I found that a lot of young people were gravitating to perform with me. And um, I was encouraged by a lot of people to to do this. I found that the Young Wolf Tones then, and it was um, 
it went from success to success because I found that um, uh, you know if I brought young people into the band, I could uh, teach them the value of the music and song, uh, the historical content that was part of their story, and uh, the the musical tradition, and give them uh, a greater value and understanding of the place that our music had in our history. You know, it paid many of the young people that that's played with me over the last 15 years. Many of them have their own bands now, and uh, many of them have been very successful. Um, I had uh, Patrick Allen was with me for Lisa's own band, the McLean Avenue Band. And oh, yes. Pather Hickey was from Dublin. Pather was a school teacher, and uh, in Dublin he came and he's living in America. He has his own band and playing regularly around uh, America. And all of the, the young people that have written, I think they all learned something from the experience of performing and and playing around the world with with, with them, and the also I think that young people, you know, there's a greater understanding now with the youth because they're much more widely educated than we were. They they want something deeper than just simple songs. They want to explore and they create, uh, and I found that um, you know this uh, the younger generation are much more land than we were. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and it's, um, you know, it was a great experience for me to, it was a two-way street. <laughs> Your new album, what's it called and where is it available? Um, well, it's available on the internet. It's called Let, Let the Free Birds Fly. I've had a good friend all my life. It was an artist, uh, Robert Bella. And Robert Bella is probably the most uh, iconic artist um, that has described the events in creative art of the last generation, particularly the conflict in the North. And he's a brilliant artist who has been responsible for many great murals around Dublin and around Belfast. And uh, he um, he created uh, an image that I've used on the sleeve of uh, 10 boards flying out of the H-block. And uh, I, he gave me permission to use that on the sleeve. It's very it's very effective, um, beautiful sleeve. I also um, recorded um, the song that was written by Bobby Sandra in prison back home in Derry. And it was also inspired by a young a man that came from my own neighborhood in Ichapur that both the fields of Rye. His name is Mooney, but most people know him as Pete St. John. And uh, he, he died during the COVID. Uh, so, and when people seem to feel the Latin Rye, which relates to the starvation of a people, um, they chant, let the free birds fly. So it had a double uh, meaning uh, when you, uh, you know, look at the songs. And, but they all tell a story of Ireland. And I sang the very first song that I recorded with the old band with Wolf Throne, The Spanish Lady. Uh, that was our first um, single record. Back in 1964, oh, <laughs> wow. and uh, but I also re-recorded that, and um, it's an, a very old double song, and I've, I've loved that song all my life, and um, it's been very good to me. And it was it was a song that was that gave us our first recording, so it has a very special place in the musical history of the Wolf Tones and the Young Wolf Tones. Uh, so um. And there are other songs on the, 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 the list, and I mean, I could, I could relate to all of them, 
I have a beautiful song from Kevin. Uh, it's a graphic account of the eviction that took place during the winter of, at 1848 or 7. And uh, it's a very sad song that was ballad that was, I think, was written here in America by the immigrants. And that's so, and I've heard sort of about their other ballads. Uh, I recorded a song that was recorded by Luke Kelly. And Luke, um, it's far too young, you know, Luke Kelly of the Dubliners. Yes, yes. Uh, I was I was only getting to know him uh, when he passed away because he shared a great interest in sport and I found meeting him all the time at uh, sporting occasions. Like I never crossed much musical paths with him, uh, but I found that we shared the same commonality of the background and and the understanding of life and we had um, a great love for tradition. He recorded a song called "Handy Down My Bible" and. Uh, I, we re-recorded that as well, so um, there's four of the songs, but there's another seven or eight on this <laughs> Oh, lovely. We can look forward to that. You're on tour at the moment. Have you any new ballads, new songs that you're thinking about putting together besides this album? Uh, yeah, well, we, we've been doing a lot of the songs that we featured on our um, on our album, yes, and... Um, we're always constantly um, uh, doing new songs. Like it's one of the things that I've tried to do all my life. I like uh, writing songs and um, presenting them uh, to, you know, on stage uh, about events that pass by. That's always been a big part of our, the show. So yes, I love songs that relate to today's world as well. Yeah. Yes. And we play a lot of music as well. So I mean. I have in the band like the lady that plays banjo, Damaris Woods, and she's probably the best banjo player in Ireland, and she's a big feature of the band today because of her musical ability and also like her teaching abilities. But she's taught so many banjo players and musicians in Ireland, uh, and um, um, that's a big part of the feature of the show. And each of the lads that that play like they all have them. Um, um, a significant brand of uh, ballads they like to sing. So we sing a lot of songs of uh, patriotism, a lot of songs of resistance, a lot of songs that tell stories of our, of our life. I mean, if you read the, the liner notes um, that I wrote during the, the lockdown, it gives all the understanding and background to the ballads. Um, like, so, and uh, they, they do the members of the band, incidentally, are a lad from Dublin, uh, Cormac McGuinness, and he's from Tala in Dublin. And uh, he's got a voice that's very similar to the passion and strength of, of Luke Kelly. And in fact, he was inspired by him, but he plays with us. He's a young man. Uh, and uh, also, we have a young lad from Kildare that's playing with us. And he's the baby of the band. He's only 24. Wow. And uh, wow. he has a passion again. Sometimes what we look for when um, when we have a change of personnel in the band is somebody that really wants to perform and sing and has a passion for that. And this young man has. And he, he likes to you know, sing with a, uh, the songs of real meaning. And um, that's the... The, the maker of the band, uh, Eddie Cahan, uh, and um, Carmen McGuinness, um, the Morris Woods, and um, uh, and myself. Um, in uh, in Ireland, uh, like we have a great young following now that follow the band. It's great. 
to see young people taking an interest in the songs and we've done that without any radio play in Ireland. We don't get because our music is not mainstream. All the uh, the radio stations in Ireland just play the charts and they just play um you know the pop music. It's one of the great criticisms I hear from people that go to Ireland and they don't hear any Irish songs or music on the radio on the mainstream yes. radio. We survived the Raven when for the last forty years we're still going to survive it. You are indeed. And, uh, and and you know, you're coming to New York, March the fourth. Tell us any message for our listening audience all over the world. Uh yeah, well um celebrate with us on March the fourth in Brooklyn in the Meadows and um it's gonna be a wonderful occasion because it's the first time that I played with the ML Society Pat Band in about ten years, so they did the full band, so um it's an occasion to cherish, I think, because, uh, and of course, through my life, I've always tried to value anyone that um, gave a showcase to Irish heritage and tradition. You know, uh, the founders of that band, uh, the man that founded there, Pierce Marr and Ed Maloney, they just wanted to give the Irish members of the police force a, ba- a badge of heritage. And today, in New York, uh, that police band is um, it's a both e- ethnic uh, consideration because uh, everybody loves the band and it performs as all functions indeed. It was a wonderful idea um, that Pierce and all the Mar family they were really great people and I was I cherished them among some of my greatest friends and so I look forward to that date and it'll be a big celebration, a lot of fun, yes, <laughs> and, yes. um, a lot of excitement. It yeah. certainly will. Derek, I know you're on tour. You'll have a busy month in a bit now ahead of you. Thank you for taking time out and chatting to me on Ireland Calls. I, I am honoured. I'm truly, truly honoured. And thanks for all the work you do in getting your songs out there, letting people know of the history. And I think, it's, personally, it's so important to let people know of history and not to forget it. Continued success to you. Thank you very much, Sasha. And uh, to all your listeners, thanks very deep for giving me the platform to And I remember um, when I was starting off, my grandmother said to me, you know, you know, she said, singing the, singing the songs that you do, she said, never be afraid to sing out with them. Never be afraid to sing out. And I always remember that. And she's certainly proud of you now. Yes, God bless her, yes. God bless her. Thank you, Derek. Yeah. Thank All you so much.